The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about eight miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 10 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. We continue today in our series on family matters. We've looked at the role of the wife and the husband in the marriage. Today, we begin to turn to the responsibilities of children. The Bible teaches us that children are to obey and to honor their parents. Young children should obey their parents in all things, but all children should honor their parents even when they become adults. Today, we begin looking at the concept of children obeying their parents in all things, and the authority that the parent has in the home. Remember that it's not about the children or the parents, but rather it's about God who has set the pattern for marriage and the family. I hope you'll stay tuned for the message today, but first we have a song selection that we hope you'll enjoy.
This morning, I want to go back to our study in the book of Colossians in the third chapter. We're going to be looking at the topic of children. But we're going to begin reading there in verse 17 again, as we always do. In verse 17 of Colossians 3, it says, And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. As we always say in beginning one of these messages, we are preaching on the topic of family matters because family matters. We need to know what God says a family is supposed to look like and how it's supposed to function. Uh, sometimes I read uh, jokes and hear stories of people that say, well, preacher, you started, you quit preaching and going to meddling. Well, I'm meddling today into your very personal family lives because the Bible meddles. <laughs> and rest assured that as I preach to you, I'm preaching doubly to me. I, I can't tell you how many times as I'm reading and preparing these messages, especially when it has to do with my duties as a husband and a father, that I have just turned red as a beet, being embarrassed by the fact that I have messed it up so bad in so many ways. But the Lord's not interested in what we messed up. He's interested in what we can get right going forward. The Lord is uh, clear in the scripture that there will be, th there are things in our lives that we are not proud of. There's sin in our past that we don't we should be ashamed of, but God through his son, Jesus Christ has put away our sins and expects us not to wallow around in the sin and shame of the past, but to pick up the pieces and move forward today. So your life may not be, and your family may not be this ideal picture of a family here, but I got news for you. There is no family that fits this mark. There is no family that makes, that hits this mark and gets it right in every way. Sometimes they look good on the outside, but every family that I know has issues on the inside. But the point is here is let's move forward today and try to learn about what it is that we should be doing. And so this morning we come to verse 20 where it talks about children. It says, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Now, we're going to see as we go forward that there's some instructions here to little children. But there's also some instructions here to older children. And indeed, there's some instructions here to adult children. In every case, God has some, uh, some information for us. He has, a, he has a framework for us as to how to deal with our little children, when we're little children, how we're to deal with our parents, when we're older children, how we're to deal with our parents, and ultimately how we are to deal with our adult parents. Now stop right here and say, you say, well, I don't have any adult parents, I don't have any parents anymore. Well, that's okay. You still need to know what God says about it because you can teach others how to do that. And let me just lay down the ultimate rule is that in every case, in every case, first and foremost, we treat one another like fellow children of God. Because I know it's easy when you get in the family context to say, well, this is family and things are different. But I tell you, 
God doesn't make any exceptions. We're always to treat one another like fellow children of God. So let's talk about this idea of children obeying and honoring their parents. See, there are two primary commands when it comes to children and parents. Children are to obey their parents, and that is primarily focused upon the little children, the younger children. But we're also told to honor our parents, and that applies across the board. That applies from infancy all the way to adulthood. So let's look at it. Children are commanded to obey their parents. And I want you to notice, as we say often here in this series, obedience is a commandment and not a suggestion. This book is not a book of good ideas. It's not a book of good suggestions. It's a book of commandments. It's a book of principles that apply and that we should apply in our lives. We're going to go back over to uh, Ephesians chapter 6 just a little bit. So you might want to turn there and keep your finger there because in Ephesians chapter 5, chapters 5 and 6, Paul elaborates to the Ephesians a little more about what he's talking about here in the book of Colossians in a more truncated way. But in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1, listen to what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long upon the earth. Now I believe here primarily, especially in Colossians, the context indicates that Paul is speaking of younger children who are still in the home. Now I know we don't have a lot of younger children right now. We have one or two and a few that are, uh, that are here and maybe one or two coming on the way. So, you know, this is something that, that parents need to know so that we can teach our children how to act. The context here indicates that he's speaking primarily of the younger children who are still in the home when he says, obey your parents. Now, just to, just to give a little preview, we need to remember that some changes occur within the parent-child relationship as the child grows older. We're going to talk a little bit later on about this evolving relationship because as the child matures, some things change, but primarily here we're talking about the minor children. There's some principles that apply to adult children that are a little different than the minor children, but the general sense is of obeying and honoring. So let's see what the Bible says about uh, the instructions to children about obeying, obeying their parents. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 8, Proverbs 1 and verse 8, listen to what the writer of Proverbs says. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. One of the first instructions in the book of Proverbs is about children listening to their parents. They should hear the instruction of thy father. And listen, we're going to get to what parents are supposed to do. But notice what he says here. He says, hear the instruction of thy father. Sometimes in a marriage relationship, the husband will say, well, it's my job to bring home the bacon and it's her job to raise the kids. No, it's your job, fathers. It's your job. If there's a father in the home, it's the father's responsibility ultimately to raise up the children in the way they should go. He says, my son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. Mothers, you have a duty as well. You can't put it off onto the fathers, onto the husbands. If you're a single parent, you can't put it off on anybody else. It is, it is up to you as the parent 
to, uh, to lead that child. And the son or the daughter should hear that instruction. And he, he says, you know, there'll be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck. You, you know the best ornamentation? You know, I, I, know, I know young folks, I understand they're all about fashion, all about fashion statements. I get it. I understand. But you know the greatest fashion statement you can make in this life is to be obedient and honor your parents. That's the best ornamentation. It's not tattoos and, and bling and all that stuff you see out there in the world. He says, this hearing and heeding the instruction of your father will be an ornament of grace and like chains about your neck. And the idea here is that there's nothing that looks better. There's nothing that puts forth a better uh, fashion statement to the world than being obedient to your parents. If you turn over just a couple more pages in Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 1, listen to this. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law, for I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. See, there's another reason, and we're going to talk about some of these reasons in, at some point, maybe not today if we don't have time, but we'll get to it at some point. There's, there's some reasons to follow the dictates of Scripture that other than just the fact that God said to do it. Now, that's enough. It ought to be enough. It's kind of like my daddy used to say when I'd question him. He'd say, go do this. And I'd say, well, why, daddy? And I never did it that much, let me just tell you. <laughs> He'd say, because I said so. And you know what? That was a good enough reason. I didn't need any other reason than that. But oftentimes my father would, when I would, especially when I would inquire in a, in a really um, uh, humble and meek way where I was really wanting to know why we're doing it this way, he would explain it to me. And it turns out his way was best. It was better for me to do it daddy's way than it was for me to try to go my own way and reinvent the wheel. See, that's one, so it's one, one reason to listen to our parents. Certainly God said do it, but also he says, if you'll keep my commandments, you'll live. You know, I use this example all the time. It especially applies to, to, to children, cow's age and toddler age and so forth. But, you know, if they go stick their finger in the light socket, they're going to get shocked and may get electrocuted. There's a reason that we tell them don't do that. You know, we, nobody likes to tell their children no. I don't like to. I'd much rather tell them yes. But you're not loving them if you're telling them, okay, sure, whatever you want to do. Go over there and stick your finger in the light socket and see what happens. That's not loving your children, you see. And the idea here is that if you'll listen to my instructions, this is Solomon speaking there in Proverbs. If you'll listen to my instructions, you will get knowledge and understanding and you will live. Sometimes that may mean or we'll see that you'll live a longer life. You know, you'll save yourself from physical death. But sometimes that may just mean you'll live a better quality of life. You'll be in much better shape, you see. Because Proverbs 15 and verse 5 tells you what you are if you don't listen, children. A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. I don't really like being a fool, do you? I mean, it just seems to be the opposite of what I want to be. Uh, we were talking with somebody that, about that the other day. I hate, I hate being 
considered a fool, you know, but I'm, I've been there many times, but, but it's embarrassing. I don't want to be a fool, so I shouldn't despise my father's instructions. Now, obedience, as I said, is a commandment. It's not a suggestion. And notice back in Colossians 3.20 where it says that children are to obey. You see, obedience extends to all things. Children, obey your parents in all things, okay? And that means, children, that you should obey your parents in things you don't understand. It means you should obey your parents in things you don't like. It means you should obey your parents in things that may seem unfair. Even when those things, even when you don't understand or you don't like what you're being told to do or you don't, or you think it's unfair, you must obey anyway. You know why? Because this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Look, we're going to talk about it, as I said, some reasons to do this. It's, but, but, you know, it's pleasing to your parents. There's nothing more pleasing to a parent than when a child is obedient. But ultimately, it's not your parents you're seeking to please. It is the Lord. It's well-pleasing unto the Lord. Now, I can tell you from sad experience, and probably everybody in this room can as well, that there will come a time when you think that you're right and your parents are wrong. There may come a time when you are right and your parents are wrong. But that does not change this commandment at all. It does not change it. There's one exception. The one exception is when your parent gives you an ungodly command. Your parent forbids you to go to church. Your parent co-ops you into helping them rob a bank or something like that. Something that is illegal and immoral you you you're you're out of you're off the hook in that case but by the way that means you've got to be studying the word of god so you can know what that is okay but otherwise it does not change the commandment that you think you're right and you you think your parent is wrong it does not change the the fact that maybe your parent is mistaken about a circumstance or about something or maybe there is a better way to do it but if your parent tells you to do it you must obey according to Scripture. See, children are not the judges, not the judges of what they should or should not do. Remember, I'm talking about primarily here children that are still in the household, that are, that are in their um, early stages of life and in their teens. See, and that's, children are not the judges of what, what's, what they should or shouldn't do. Think about Think about where we were, where you were. I mean, I'm 56 years old. I remember being 16. And, you know, I've changed in my thinking a lot since then. The things I thought were absolute truth back then, I look back on and think how foolish I was. <laughs> the things I thought I wanted to do or I thought I ought to be allowed to do, I look back on them and think there's no way I'd let any of my kids do any of that. <laughs> and that's the primary reason Beloved, that we should not let children decide whether to mutilate their bodies because they think they should be a different gender. That's, that's not to be left in the hands of a teenager or an, or an early, or in early childhood. I've read, I've read stories, it's, it's awful to read about, where, uh, where parents are letting their five-year-olds decide whether they believe they're a boy or a girl. Beloved, that's not something that a five-year-old can decide. 
That's not something that a teenager should be allowed to decide. It's not something anyone should decide, but we certainly cannot leave it in the hands of those who are, who are our children. And, and that's also, by the way, why they don't necessarily get to choose what they wear to school or who they hang out with and that sort of thing, you see? I mean, listen, there's a lot of things I wanted to do when I was a kid that I look back on. I'm so glad my parents didn't let me do it because I would have been in trouble. I would have gotten in trouble. I would have gotten, and I, and I, and I realize we've talked about the evolving relationship as the children get older, as they become young men and women, there's, there's a place for you, just like uh, the things they wear to school. It's okay to allow them to pick some things that they want to wear to school, but, but it's ultimately up to the to the parents to judge whether that's right, the right kind of thing to wear or the wrong kind of thing to wear. I used to, and Meredith's going to be mad at me for telling this, I used to aggravate my, my daughters in particularly that uh, I said that y'all just have no sense of climate, do you? Because they'd show up and it'd be 100 degrees outside and they'd be wearing a, a big old sweater because it looked good, you know. <laughs> and then it'd be, it'd be 20 degrees outside and they'd have short sleeves and short pants on, going to wear them to school or something that was shorter you know, that was not appropriate for that kind of weather. And it was our job to look at them and say, that's not appropriate to be wearing in this weather. And certainly when it comes to the, the, uh, the, 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 the idea of modesty, the idea of what is appropriate out there in general, that's not something we leave in the hands of our children. You know, talking about that, I've shared this with you before. One of my favorite Jerry Clower stories begins it has to do with the Ledbetters, you know, and Marcel Ledbetter. And I believe it was Marcel, it might have been Eugene, I'm not sure, but one of those said he grew up thinking he was a log truck, you know. Well, I mean, you know, kids at certain age think they're all kind of things. We don't leave that in their hands, you see. Obedience extends to all things. And I realize there's not a lot of young children here today but this is something we as parents should teach them. Obedience includes your attitude. It includes your attitude. You know, we have examples in the scripture of, first of all, uh, the way we should obey, which is instantly, instantly. Turn back with me over to 1 Samuel just for a minute. We just look there just as, as one example. Here in 1 Samuel chapter 3. This is the story of the young boy, Samuel, who had been delivered to the temple to be, uh, uh, to be a servant of the Lord. You remember his mother had uh, been barren, and she had promised that if she had a child, she would uh, lend him to the Lord. She would give him over to the service of the Lord in the temple. And, and notice, as you read about God's first calling to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 3, um, down in verse 4, or verse 3, let's just begin there, verse 3. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark was, ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I call not, lay down again. And he went and lay down. Now you'll continue reading here and see this happen three times. But notice what happened in every case. Samuel instantly obeyed. He didn't say, he didn't shrug his shoulders and breathe out a big sigh and, and stomp over there to say, what is it now? <laughs> he said, it is I, here am I. Every time, and he thought it was Eli calling. He didn't know it was the Lord. He thought it was Eli calling him. And he immediately, instantly obeyed. 
We're told over in the book of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13 that our obedience should be without complaining. Listen to this, chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. You remember what I said earlier about the best fashion statement you can make as a child, as a young person, is to be obedient and honoring to your parents. Notice here what he says. He says, you do all things without murmurings, without disputings, that we may be blameless and harmless, and in the, in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation, we'll shine as lights in the world. There's nothing that will shine out more, young folks, young folks than, than being a light, than, than being obedient to your parents. That will cause you to be a light of the world. And we're to do things, notice he said, do all things without murmurings and disputings. Don't complain. Don't stomp off to, to do uh, the deeds that your parents have given you to do. Do it without complaining. Do it cheerfully. Do it without disputings. Do it without murmuring. And you know, ultimately, we're told back in the Old Testament that God thought very, he, he, put a, he put a high price on obedience. Over in Exodus chapter 21, verse 17, we're told that he that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. That tells me God expects children to be obedient. And in that day, the, 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 the punishment was death for being disobedient. In Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17, listen to this one. The eye that mocketh at his father... See, that's the attitude, see. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out and the young eagle shall eat it. Now, I, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a particularly gruesome thing to go through. I don't want my eye to be picked out by the ravens of the valley and the eagles to eat it. Now, I realize this is figurative language, but the point he's telling us is, is that there are some dire consequences to not being obedient. Children are commanded to be obedient. Okay, now that's, as I said, primarily talking about the younger children. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.